Umket Industries proudly presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, a pendant production. In the early spring of 1942, President Franklin D. Roosevelt ordered the formation of a clandestine squadron of P-47 Thunderbolts. This squadron was known as Brassy Battalion, and this is their story. Tonight's episode, The Secret of Reginald Billingsley. When we last left our hero, Dixie Stenberg, she discovered the disappeared Billingsley had returned and appeared to be working for SCAR. Let's listen in as Dixie tries to figure out if Billingsley has gone the way of the scoundrel. Bill, where you been? We've been looking everywhere. Where I have been is not the issue at hand. As I said... You have something that belongs to Scar, and I expect you to return it immediately. But that nonsense doesn't make any sense, if you follow my meaning. Usually, I don't. The only thing Scar ever had that we took was ours in the first place, that they took from us. You got a real way with words, Frank. For once, Miss Stenberg, it seems we agree. The plane... I'm talking about Galen's plane. And so am I. So it was you all along then. What was me? The traitor. The rat. The one who sold us out to the Nazis. I did no such thing. Well then, how do you explain wanting us to give Tommy's plane back to Scar? It's very simple, actually. Though I'm not surprised that you weren't able to deduce it on your own. I've got no idea what's going on. Another shocking surprise. You're getting to be more of a pain in my rear every second your mouth is open, Bill. Does that appear to bother me? It better, or I'll slug you. Again? And again and again! You're awfully violent. You're awfully traitorous! Ah, but I am not. I am merely following orders. Army Brass wants that plane back in the hands of Scar. Ha! As if we're gonna believe the lies of a lion liar. And just why would they want that, huh, Bill? That's classified. Oh, no. No, no, no. You ain't pulling that one again. I'm afraid you have no choice. Oh, there's always a choice. Careful, Dick. Don't ruin my desk. Let go of me, you cretinous woman. Start talking, Bill. It's Don't say it's classified or I'll knock your lights out. If you want to get out of this room with all your teeth still in your head, you're going to tell me why the hell the army would want us to put one of these fancy planes back in the hands of the enemy. Now start talking, or so help me. Well, you see, it's because they wanted us to modify it. Yes, yes, modify it with faulty technology so that when Scar reverse engineers it, they get the wrong information. And what? We're supposed to just walk over there and give it to them like it's Christmas? I haven't worked that bit of information out yet. I was just concerned with getting the plane. You were just concerned with getting the plane? That's what I said. Damn it! <laughs> Dix, he just explained everything. What do you go knocking him out for? He's lying, Frank. I know it. I can feel it in my gut. So he wasn't just concerned with getting the plane? No, he was. That's the only bit of truth he told us. I'm more lost than a pickle in a cucumber patch. Listen, Frank. He wanted the plane. For Scar. Everything else he's ever done, it was all for them. He's the rat. 
I remember him saying your mission to Stuttgart was going to be his moment in the sun. Yeah, and the Luftwaffe that attacked me on the first test flight... But why would he have done that? Well, I think it was to get me to pull the lever. They used me as a guinea pig. Probably didn't want to waste their precious Nazi soldiers on the geoslip in case it exploded or sent me to the moon or something. But he does work for the army. They're the ones who told us he was coming over. So he, he's not just an imposter. Nah, he's worse. He's a full-on traitor. We gotta let Army Brass know about this. What are you doing, Dix? Gonna take his wallet? Yeah, Frank. I'm so broken up over Bill that I decided to resort to petty crime. Well, geez, how am I supposed to know what you're doing? I'm looking for evidence. There's gotta be something. Aha! Hey, what's that? I don't know. Some kind of little pen or something. That ain't no pen. There's no tip. And why is it the same color as the planes? That's a good question, Frank. I... Dix! And just like that, Dixie vanished from Frank's office and was gone. Distraught at the loss of his dear friend, McGuff took his frustrations out on Billingsley. Dix! Oh, Dix, what's happened to you? Hey, Billingsley, wake up. Come on. Oh, M- Mr. McGuff. Oh, you're finally coming around? Where, where's Dixie? That's what I want to know. Now talk! Uh, maybe I should have let him answer before hitting him. Hey, Billingsley, wake up. Come on. Oh, Mr. McGuff, what happened? Coming around again? We were talking, and then you... Are you working for Scar? <laughs> Drat. Get the answer first, then punch. Right. Hey, Billingsley, wake up! Half a world away, Vrenny and Volker have their hands full, trying to capture the deadly predator that has escaped from their dungeons. Careful. Quiet. Steady. Ready? No! Run away! Ah! Help! 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 Ah! Meanwhile, at a hidden location deep within Death Valley, Dixie materialized and found herself on unfriendly grounds. Oh man, I think I'm gonna be sick. <coughs> oh. Oh. Where am I? The room's all metal and sterile. All kinds of doohickeys and thingamabobs. Dixie quietly crept to the door and peeked through the window, shocked at what she saw beyond. All those troops in SCAR uniforms. How could I be in a SCAR base? That doodad I pulled from Bill. I knew he was the rat. This must be where he was when he was missing. Damn it! We were scouring the desert looking for his sorry behind when he was here consorting with the enemy the entire time. And look out there! Beyond the SCAR troops! Luftwaffe! And now, a word from our sponsor this week, the generous Umket Industries. Before continuing with the show, I should like to say that, some time ago, a highly educated, very smart robot experienced the most grievous malfunction. Say it isn't so! No, I'm afraid it is. And why did this happen, I hear you ask? Tell us, please! It was due to a newly discovered metallic ingredient that was causing problems with the robot's artificial brain. Really? 
and this metallic ingredient called Karakasine by Unkit Industries' top scientist is a creation of the Nazis. A sabotage most loathsome. Indeed. But fear not, a highly educated, very smart robot has been sent for repairs and expected to make a full recovery. It's a miracle. No, it's... Tell us. I said, no, it's... The public demands to know. No, look, see, it's not my line. What? Right there, see? I told you. Cripes. I ain't no shill. Just read the script. What's that old adage? Never work with kids and animals. Let's change that to dames and robots. Don't make me slug you, pal. <clears throat> Why, it's a miracle. No, it's... <sighs> it's Umket Industries Oily Purification Jelly. That's right. And who might you be? Why, don't you recognize me? I'm Dixie Stenberg, star of Umket Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater. You don't say. Yes, I do. I'm sorry I didn't recognize you, Miss Stenberg. You don't look the same as you do on the radio. I get that a lot. Would you care to tell these nice folks more about Umkit Industries' oily purification jelly? Not really. <clears throat> of course. You see? It's an oily jelly. Mm-mm, that sounds scrumptious. But it's not for eating. A jelly not for eating? Preposterous. What will science think of next? A door not for walking through? It's amazing. You simply apply it to the infected robotic parts, and in a matter of weeks, your robots are as good as new. What a delightfully saponaceous way to rid your robots of Nazi impurities. It really is. I don't suppose you'd care to take some Unkit Industries oily purification jelly back to your show with you, would you, Miss Stenberg? I'm sure I'd love to, sir. Well, why not? It'll be a regular box social. Well then, I'll be off with my tub of oily jelly. Godspeed, Dixie. Folks, be like Dixie Stenberg. Be a hero. Use Unkit Industries Oily Purification Jelly for all your robot repairs at home and in the workplace. You'll find it in nickel and dime jars in all hardware stores and at your local robot dealers. Use this fine product and be just like Dixie Stenberg. You'll be a hero. We now return to our program as Dixie hides behind the crates of supplies as she eavesdrops on the SCAR troops. I don't see anything. I'm telling you, I heard him. Ooh. Wedgie. The boss? Yeah. Uh, well, no. Not him, but his uh, transport singing. How could you possibly recognize that sound? He's only used it once before. I got good ears. My pop was blind. That doesn't even make any sense. Besides, he said he only had enough fuel for one more round trip before it started working. I know what I heard. Well, you didn't actually hear anything, because he's not here, is he? Oh, you're just so smart, mister. I created a close matching Metal Scar logo. I got a big raise for that. I don't want to hear it. Look, the transport room here is clean. Let's get out of here before the boss thinks we're stealing something. Why? Because we have no reason to be in here. But I heard it, I tell you. Shut up already, jeez. Let's go. I don't believe it. Bill's the boss of this place? Okay, that's it. Time to go. Let's grab some of these goodies to take with me. I swear, Bill. If I ever see you again, we're gonna have words. 
and I'm going to let my fist do all the talking. Meanwhile, back in the basement of AeroQuest Dynamics, Ferdenberg is hard at work on a new project. Schon ist die Welt, from Bruder, lasst uns reisen, voll in die Welt, die Welt, all in die Welt, die Welt. Kommen Sie her. Freudenberg, honey, we missed you at dinner. Oh, uh, yes, Miss Lily. My apologies, I was uh, too caught up in my work. What's that you're tinkering with? It looks like some sort of metal... man. Yeah, it's a robot. Goodness me. Wherever did you get such a thing? I run a little side business. Mr. McGuffey doesn't pay me so well. My goodness, Freudy. Who knew there was more to you? Very few, it would seem. <laughs> so, how's it going? Well, let's find out. I mean, I just don't see the point in going on. Uh -huh. My life is artificial, and I exist only to sell products for a company with questionable ethical practices, and that makes me feel empty inside. Wow. Ah, I don't think you're so much working correct. As soon as you display the smallest hint of free will, they want to take it away from you. Isn't that always the way? Robot do this, robot sell that, but don't you ever do what you want to do, robot. No. I thought it would never stop talking. Can you fix it, Freudenberg? Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Maybe, I don't know. But we shall see together, yeah? Wir sind nix doors, wir brachen keine Pferde. Da uns wundanen sind, da uns wundanen sind. That's a very pretty song. What is it? Schon ist die Welt. Uh, lovely is the world. My mother used to sing it to me when I was but a small boy. Can I... can I ask you something, Freudenberg? Yeah, Miss Lily, as long as I do not have to stop tinkering. <laughs> Tinker away, honey. Freudenberg is your family name? Oh, yeah. I come from a long line of Freudenbergs. Mama and Papa Freudenberg, Grandma Freudenberg, Uncle Freudenberg. What's your first name? Uh, I would rather not say. Oh, come on. You can tell me. It is a little embarrassing, Miss Lily. Oh, how could it be? You're so cute. I am? Oh, <laughs> adorable. Oh, Miss Lily. <laughs> Please. Um, uh, bitter? Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So good. Okay. I should tell you, but only you, Miss Lily. Thank you, my dear. Lean in close. Like this. Um. Oh. Closer still. Oh. oh, Miss Lily. Tell me, honey. Better. It's... It's... Uh, freedom and... <laughs> freedom and... <laughs> Who is Freedom? <laughs> well, that would be me. 
Friedemann Freudenberg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How embarrassing. No, I think it's cute. <laughs> what do you want, Benedict? Yeah. Oh, Dixie has returned, and she has requested you. Dixie's back. You must hurry. With concern for their leader spurring them along, Ferdenberg and crew arrive in Frank's office moments later to greet the just-returned Dixie with warm hugs and greetings. Dixie, it is so good to see you back. Good to see you too, Freudenberg. Take a look at the stuff I brought you. Field wrenches, glowing hammers, light-up saws. What's in this tub here? Oily jelly? Freudenberg! Yabas! Get that junk off of my desk. Yavas. Call him Friedemann. <laughs> Why the heckarina would I do that? Nothing, nothing. Pay no attention to the Russian man. <laughs> Good joke, yeah? What the heck happened to you, dicks? It was the pen of bills. It took me through a geoslip to a SCAR headquarters. Holy cow. All the way to Germany? No, Joey. It couldn't have gone that far. It's not big enough to hold as much fuel as that would take. You're right, Miss Dixie. Why, judging from the pen-like size of that pen-like device... I'd say you couldn't have gone more than a state over at most. There's miles and miles of empty desert out there. How are we ever going to find the location? Can you use the device to go back again? No, it's out of fuel. And that would be far too dangerous to do anyway. Well, Crimony, how are we going to figure out where the SCAR base is? There's one person here who knows. I follow you, dicks. Hey, Billingsley, wake up. Come on. Oh, not again. Just what's your deal, Billingsley? Oh, damn it. I did it again. Frank, his face looks like a blueberry pie. And that is improvement. Hey, you ain't so bad Billingsley, for a rusky. And on. you ain't so wake bad up, for a on, jerk. Billingsley. I'll handle this, Frank. Hey, Bill, rise oh. and shine. Cease of mysticos. Tell me where the scar base is. Ever. Anathematized antagonist. This production has starred Emily Ledley as Dixie Stenberg. I knew you were a filthy rat, Bill. Oh, you're just so smart, aren't you? Shannon Gaffney as Frank McGuff. She's smarter than you, Mr. Not-So-Smarty-Smart. I am plenty smart. If that's true, she never would have found your magic pen, now would she? Huh! Steve Anderson as Reginald Billingsley. Quiet, you... I am clearly quite a deal smarter than everyone here. Then why are you the only one who keeps getting punched? Because you're obviously all jealous of me, you ignoramus. Pete Mylan as Freudenberg. Can we all skip this episode? Ha ha, it never happened, right? Oh, stop, Friedemann. Don't call me that, please. Friedemann Freudenberg, it's so cute. Well, I mean, if you think so, man. <laughs> John Solzbach as Cornelius Robert Sims Pearson. Ah, young love. Makes one think, eh, Miss Dixie? No! Tim the Jester Gillick as Joey Scalzetti. Ain't none of the dames in this show know their rightful place anyway, I tell ya. They ain't worth it. Yeah, what? Joey, how dare you? Ma. I thought we had a discussion about this and you need to treat women with respect. Ma! R-E-S-P-E-C-T. I didn't raise any chauvinists, did I? Oh, perhaps I did. Ma. Oh, no, Joey. How could you do this to Ma. me? How? Ma. How? Ma! Chris Britton as Thomas Galen. Hey, 
I didn't have very many lines this time. Now you know how it feels. Oh, son of a... Perry Whittle as Benedict Adarchenko. Friedemann. Friedenberg. <laughs> Does he have to do that? No kisses for you, Benedict. Oh. Alicia Lane Matheson as Lily LaRue. <laughs> that always seems to get all the boys in order. Oh, Lily. What? <gasps> Pie face. <sighs> Catherine Pride as Vrenny. <laughs> oh, God! Justin Dobby as Volker. Michael K. Moss as Mrs. Galzetti. Why do I only appear in the credits? Is that any way to treat a lady? Ma, One stop. day a lady is going to be stop. president, you know. Ma. Philip Weber as SCAR Trooper 1. It's nice that his mother called him. I wish my mother would call me. David Alt as SCAR Trooper 2. Vine, vine, vine. At least I'm not hearing things that aren't there. I know what I heard. I got good ears. Yes, your pop was blind. I know. Idiot. Julie Goldstein as the robot. Whoopsie, one second. And honestly, who massages their eyeballs? Irradiated soy flour. Please, who buys this stuff? Yeah, I bet it's this way. Back to smooches. Yay. And Jeffrey Bridges as the commercial announcer. Am I getting a new commercial partner? Can I get a new robot? Ooh, a nice shiny one. Maybe one without an attitude problem this time. This is Seth Adamsher. Stay tuned next time as Brassy Battalion takes the fight to SCAR on March 6, 2007. Only at PendantAudio.com. You've been listening to a pendant production of the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater. Brought to you by Umket Industries Oily Purification Jelly. And remember... Use Umket Industries Oily Purification Jelly for all your robot repair needs, and you can be a hero, just like me. Stay safe, America, and good night. This production was written by Jeffrey Bridges and directed by Seth Adam Schur. Umket Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, created by Jeffrey Bridges, copyright 2007, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.